Hello and welcome to It Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Elwood. Let's get right into it. Now, Amon, do you want to introduce your special guest first? All right, guys. <laughs> Today is our, it's definitely going to be my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> we got the lady who gave me birth in the building. Say hey, Ma. Hello, guys. And then we got my stepdad, Will. Say what's up, Will. What up with you? Yeah, what about you? Go ahead, Rich. I brought on my wonderful mother, Richie <laughs> Lines, and then my father, same name, Richie Lines. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Lines. <laughs> not name. very creative. Not very creative with that one. So let's get into let's get into the rundown. Yes, sir. So the first thing I want to give a shout out. So we work for the Wire, uh, as Marquette Radio, and we were nominated for best uh, student media outlet in the nation. And uh, next week, we're going to find out if we won Best Student Media Outlet in the Nation. Is that the college Emmy you were talking about? That's uh, Marquette Wire. So the, we work for the radio. So the media, so the radio, the TV, the journal, the news. Oh, yeah. Uh, the another thing about the Wire is we got nominated for a collegiate Emmy. Oh, yeah. That's for, uh, we got nominated for a collegiate Emmy for our news station. And I was part of that. So I want to give a huge shout out to the Wire. They help us run everything and great opportunities yeah now appreciate getting, the wire man yeah now get into they the news made this possible nfl week four. Oh <laughs> yes sir week four hi oh wait how you feel about them stillers though <laughs> you know <laughs> i haven't heard my dad's opinion about this and he's a very critical steelers fan dad you want to give your opinion on the pittsburgh steelers well i think they're a good team i just think that uh you know I didn't want to believe the hype before the game. Uh, every, uh, basic every outlet was saying that he was done, he's not doing well, he's off and all that. And I was like, you know, everybody has a bad game. And he's had bad games in the past. He's had plenty of yeah, bad games in the past. But, you know, his performance didn't help him any. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, if he does that again this week, then, you know, I might start agreeing with what they're yeah. saying. Another thing that happened is Brady back in – Foxborough, Mon, I know you're a huge Brady guy. Yes, sir. Hey, I can't even lie. When I was watching the game, I didn't, I did not even know who to go for. Cause like to watch <laughs> Brady on the field and then to see the Patriots play. And at, at first, I thought the Patriots were gonna pull a dub. I thought they was gonna pull a dub because that boy Mac Jones wasn't playing. Yeah, he, no, he's good. He's and it was good. a close game all game. And yeah, Jacoby Myers is really good too. That wide receiver. Yeah. But I also want to ask your mom, how did you let him become a Patriots fan? Like, <laughs> oh, of every team, you know, could have been a Saints. You got a lot of good teams down south. You had to pick the Patriots. I mean, I really became a Patriots fan because I got a cousin. His name is JW. And, and when I was younger, he was a Patriots fan. Like, he, he the, really the reason I, I like all the teams I like is because, like, I watched him like them teams, and I was like, well, I guess I like them too. Like, <laughs> like when he, he used to be a real big Cavalier fan. Yeah. And but but like right before LeBron came to the Cavaliers, I remember seeing D Wade a lot, and I was like, I like D Wade. And then LeBron ended up coming to the Heat, and then when he started liking the Heat even more, that made me even like the Heat even more. And then ever since then, I, I've liked the Heat, and I've liked the Pages. Yeah. Well, thank God you're not a Cleveland fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my stepdad though is uh is a Cowboys fan. How you feel about oh, them Cowboys? Oh, <laughs> How you feel about them Cowboys this past week, Willie? <laughs> well. <laughs> we better than what everybody else been talking about. And as long as we stay healthy, we'll be all right. I seen y'all, um, who y'all played, the Eagles? Or, or who did y'all play? Y'all play, Yeah, y'all played the Eagles. Y'all beat them 41 to them. Oh, wait. Was that this past week? Or we what? Just, no, the Eagles played the We Chiefs. just beat Carolina, didn't we? Yeah, Carolina oh, yeah. was 3-0. Yeah. 
They were three and zero before that. That's oh a yeah. Good I think the Cowboys have a chance to make a run in the playoffs if Dak stays healthy. Because you watched last year without Dak, they were awful, terrible. Even with Andy Dalton, still a solid quarterback. But I think Dak Prescott, I think he might have. He might be a top five quarterback in my Ooh. opinion. Speaking of Andy Dalton, did, did you see the um, Chicago Bears name? Uh, yeah, Justin Fields, uh, their starter. They, yeah, they named Justin Fields. Their I know, you know, we go to Marquette, so everybody here is from Chicago. Yeah, I've like, never seen more jerseys for a player who's never even stepped on the <laughs> NFL field before. Everybody has a Justin Fields jersey. Ain't it? Well, he going to turn out. They've never had a quarterback. Dwayne so. Haskins or something. But. So, we usually talk about domestic stuff, but. Did you see China introduce social credit? Social credit. Like, I, I I guess. All right, so let me take a guess at what it is. Basically, since you said, like, social credit, it's like talking good about the government gets you in, like, yeah. basically good with them. Yeah, it's like a credit score, but Based social. off how you yeah. speak about the government. Yeah, and everybody can see and all that. Yeah, that's definitely. So what stops people from manipulating that? Like, what, what stopped them from just saying stuff about the government just to get credit? Like, Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> you, I mean, they probably explore that. I mean, they. If you have a better chance to get a house or something, you'd be probably saying China's the best place ever. Get that credit up. And the last thing I want to talk about in the rundown is that they found the Zodiac killer. The they Zodiac know, killer. Yeah, he died what? two years ago. Apparently, they identified who the Zodiac killer was. Who's the Zodiac Killer? You don't know about the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> nah, bro. I'm, I'm there's, a, <laughs> there's a great movie about it with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Mark Ruffalo that came out a while back. But he was like a serial killer. I think he was on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And he left a bunch, he killed people and left a bunch of clues and a bunch of like riddles. He's like the Riddler from Batman. And oh, wow. they never found him. They never found him, but they just identified him. And this was in like the 60s, I think. The 60s? 60s, 70s, I think. Yeah, so I 70s, yeah. Oh, wow. So you guys were there? I mean, yeah. you guys were. We were, uh, we were very young. We were very young. We were very young. I mean, you guys grew up in the 70s, so. I was going to say, bro, like, you don't hear about like serial killers now. Like, I feel like it's a. Excuse my language, but a dying art. (laughs) 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 I'm just just kidding. Well, the funny thing is that this dude they found out was a serial killer, he actually left a review on, like, different movies and stuff. And for the Ted Bundy tapes about the serial killer Ted Bundy, he said, very overrated. Ted Bundy was a very overrated serial killer. (laughs) He was like, I guess I can do better then. Yeah. So, now let's get into the next segment. It's called, How Well Do You Know Your Son? (laughs) (laughs) How well do you know your son? If they're listening to this show a lot more than I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's probably watched the last few episodes. So, the first question. So, so, so basically how it's going to go. Richie's going to ask my mom and stepdad questions, and I'm going to ask his mom and dad questions. Okay. Um, you guys going to win. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are all college-related, because you uh, might know a lot about us back home. Mm-hmm. But at college, it's more of a mystery. Oh, I need so, to sit this one out. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so the first question is, does your son have a girlfriend? Oh, wow. Um, No. 
That's correct. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he said the next no. one he dates gonna be his wife. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. Rich, I always say I keep saying it. You keep saying that, then you'll get a girl and then break up, and then you'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it, bro. One day I'm gonna tell the truth. One, one day, day. One day gonna be true. <laughs> yeah. So let's hope so. <laughs> what do you guys think? Does Richie have a girlfriend? Yes or no? Has no. it been holding out on you? No. Wow, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> they can oh. see it in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> was it that obvious? <laughs> Richie's siblings would never not tell us if he oh. was. <laughs> oh, okay. That is true. My sister, I love my wow. sister. You cannot tell her anything without my mom finding out. You cannot tell her anything. Mm. First thing you tell her, first thing she does is go and tell my mom. <laughs> we trained her well. <laughs> <laughs> She's a snitch. The next wow. question is, what's your son's GPA? Ooh. Ooh. Out of four. From, from zero to four. Uh, <laughs> four being all A's. Well, I'll say a three. A three on the head? You think I got a three on the head GPA? Oh, well. 3.8. Uh, you close, boy. You oh, close, boy. wow. I got a three-point sound. I knew it won. Oh, wow. I knew it won. Wow. I, knew I got the three right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a three-point sound. So what do you guys think Richie's GPA is? My mom definitely so, knows well, this. I, know I she assume does. we're going <laughs> cumulative, right? So Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I think it's a 3.3. Ooh. 3.4. Uh, that's okay. what I was going to say. I was going to say 3.4 <laughs> too. Well, first semester, <laughs> but hey, I got deans this last semester. So. <laughs> we were, we were, we were I both get, within a tenth. How <laughs> many? <laughs> so me and my brother are very competitive with each other, and he always gloats about deans list. How many times did he make it? He made deans list exactly half his eight semesters. So four. Wow. So I'm on pace to tie him. By the way, <laughs> they, were, they, they were the four semesters he did not have a girlfriend. So wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> four semesters wow. he did, he did not so make deans list. Wow. So let's hope hit taken. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Hit well, taken. Well, let's hope that first question stays no then. <laughs> <laughs> now, sec- le- uh, third question we have is, what clubs are your son in? Oh. Now, now that's a thriller. What wow. clubs am I in? Clubs. Ooh. Wow. I don't know, Amon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do you give up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for one, I'm in I'm in a Christian club called Crew Crew at Marquette, and it's just like um a bunch of Christian kids. We just I need to take like, notes. <laughs> and I'm in like a biomedical student association club, and then I'm in like um American Medical Student Association club. It's just like see now, how could I know all those? It's <laughs> <laughs> <See? laughs> too many. <laughs> see, well, I guess I. So, what club do you guys think Richie are? Is in? He's in the film. Club. Um, I don't know if it's a is rock climbing a club. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kickball something. I don't know. Kickball's intramurals. Kickball's intramurals. You're soccer. You're in, you're in soccer's kick- intramurals. But I just you joined kickball oh. too, though. You're doing no, that's a, a community night for the wire. Oh, that's what okay. we do for MUTV. We go out and play kickball with each other. Okay, you know, well, community bond. What's I know I'm missing some. Rock climbing film. What am I missing, Rich? 
You mean Women's Hater Club? <laughs> 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 I don't know. What did I miss? You didn't miss anything. I only oh, knew okay. the first two. Yeah. <laughs> I was in other clubs, but I didn't have time for them. So, But those are the ones I'm still in to this okay. day. Mm-hmm. Wow. And our fourth question is, what was your son's favorite thing to do at college? Mm-hmm. I want to take a guess at this after she does, because I... You don't know either. I don't know. I want to take a guess um, at it. Eat. That's up now. Eat. She up now. What's your what's your guess, Rachel? Read the Bible. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna say study. He gonna say study. Actually, I actually will would be right. Studying in my is my favorite thing to do because it's like oh, when I'm studying, it, it ain't just me studying. I'm I'm like watching videos and listening to stuff while I do it. So yeah. it's, and I'm just like by myself in my zone. Yeah. So it's just like that's my favorite thing to do. No, I hate, I used to hate studying. <laughs> what do you guys think of Richie? I think it's the Marquette Wire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it here. <laughs> I do so much for it here. I mean, I just met Sean Kingston because of why I forgot to mention that. Uh, oh, you met Sean Kingston? Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine, that's Sean. my yeah. I, lo- I used to love Sean him. Sean Kingston was here last week. Yeah. Well, so yeah, he we, uh, last week. we broadcast his performance, and then after we were leaving, and we saw him going in his car, we're like, hey, Sean, can we get a picture and all that? So yeah, then I met Sean Kingston. Wow. I never realized how tall he is. Like I <laughs> thought he was like five eight. He's like six three. Beautiful girl. Yeah. <laughs> and our last question is, what does your son hate most about college? Getting up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually uh, false. Uh, I, <laughs> what I probably hate most about college would possibly be like, like, like talking like in the morning time like when people when i see people in the, like like when I say a group of people <laughs> like, so a lot of times like when it's a group of people and like they the all attention focused on me they be asking me all these questions i get annoyed by it especially like in the morning time like i don't like talking in the morning time and somebody started asking me questions and stuff so i say like i'd say it wouldn't be getting up but it would be like the interactions that i have with people in the morning time that's probably my most hated part of college that's why i always walk around with airpods in my ear so people can see that I don't want to talk to him. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what do you guys think Richie most well, hated? If he actually had a class that was in the morning, it would be hating getting up. <laughs> I have one 930, and, yeah, I would agree. It is getting up. Even at 930, I love not setting an alarm, not having to worry about getting anything in the morning. But once I'm up, I'm up. But it's that initial trying to get out of bed that I got an 8 a.m. You got it. You I had an 8 a.m. the last two semesters, and oh, yeah. it was rough. It was real rough. But uh, you know, I always get a good nap after my 9:30. Though <laughs> that's not true. I only have an hour free time on when I have my 9:30. But yeah. Now we're going to our main topics, and this first one, Amon really want to talk to. He talked about this having this <laughs> as a main topic since our first podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a good topic, bro, because. I don't, I don't know if you grew up in it, but we all grew up with it. But the question is, did whoopings or spankings help or hurt the growth of children? Well, it helped me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so expound on that, Willa. Why do you think whoopings helped you? Well, really, it helped me because let me see how I'm going to say this. Wow. 
<laughs> well, I'm a competitor now to how it was when I was growing up. And now kids don't get whipped and they just get away with everything. But when I was growing up, I couldn't tell my mama nothing. No, no. Uh, if it's her way or my or no way, or uh, it gonna I'm gonna get slapped in my back, face <laughs> or whatever. And now, kids now growing up just outraged. Yeah, they, they don't listen. Got it made. All right. Now, two spoil. <laughs> Dad, I know you have a lot to say on whoopings. That's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there were seven of us. Mima didn't have time to talk to us. She had to get things done, so she took care of business. But once you got to a certain age, she quit doing that, and she started lecturing you. But by the time I was 16, I was begging for a beating. <laughs> sometimes those lectures would last a long time, and you just wanted it to be over. But, you know, she did what uh, what the times called for, and it, it worked. None of us are, you know, in jail or on drugs or whatever you know, avenue that you can go down in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So you always told us about your great, or my great grandma in Ireland, the whoopings. I only got one off of her, <laughs> and that was torture. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more mental torture than anything because she made me, I wasn't supposed to play with the puppy or whatever. I was only four or five years old. And uh, that was the first time I ever met her in my life. And... Uh, so Meemaw was there, and I'm looking at Meemaw because my grandmother's saying, go out and get a switch, you're going to get a whooping. <laughs> but the, what the mental part of it was she told me if I didn't get the right size switch that I would get double. <laughs> but wow. she didn't tell me what was the right size. <laughs> so I'm out there, and in my mind, I'm – Going like, oh my God! If I pick the wrong one, it's going to be worse. What is the right one? You know, so that kind of that played more more with me than getting the whooping itself. You know, but and then I was mad at me more because she she let she let my grandmother do that. But yeah. you know, I, had, I probably deserved it. I had to go through the same thing. So when I was younger, my mama used to drop me off at my great grandmother's house. But my great grandmother wasn't the one that used to whoop me with a switch. My auntie Teresa oh. used to be the one that used to whoop me with a switch, and she she'll get like the switch that's like thin at the end, real thin at the end. <laughs> so when she hits you with it, it stings, and she and yeah. she'll make you go out there and get the switch. Yes, and I ah. that hurts. <laughs> I never had. Yeah, I never had that. They never woke me. I don't think. Yeah, I never got. Well, my 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 dad's mom. She just had a way with uh, with things like that. Like she paid Uncle Pat. Uh, I don't know many how many uh, shillings to beat up Uncle Jerry because he was misbehaving. <laughs> I will say, yeah, Mima, an old Irish woman, very intimidating. Do not want to ever talk back to her or anything. So you would not get woke because you would not do anything I got to deserve it. that. <laughs> I was going to say, I got to say, but like in general, though, my, my thought process toward whoopings is kind of mixed because I, I so I got godparents. Right. And, and my godparents are white. And, and the way they kids like talk back to them and stuff like that, like they'll be like, get out of my room. Or like when I was younger, they'd be like, get out of my room. Well, he'd be like, get out of my room or the way he talked back to his mom and stuff. It's just like I always made me think like, man. I never say that to my mom because, like, growing up, like, as I got older, my mama didn't whoop me, whoop me as much. But, like, 
When I was young, younger, my mom used to whoop me a lot. Like I remember one time. Oh yeah. We was, <laughs> <laughs> one time, um, do you 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 know when Bunny used to stay in Brazil, ma? Yeah, I, yeah. And, and I got in your car and I put the car in reverse, <laughs> and the car started rolling out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and my mama came and stomped the brakes and stopped the car, and I had a Spider-Man umbrella, and she whooped me right there and that was the Spider-Man umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> or it was another time when we was living in, in a, it's an apartment complex now in Brazil, and my mom had just came home from work. And you know, Brazil, as soon as you open the door, it was a closet right there. You know the oh, closet? Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, as soon did. as she opened the door to come in the house, I bust out the, the door oh, and, and scared her. I could have died. And, and she almost had a heart attack, and I was laughing the whole time. I did a little bit. She, <laughs> I was laughing the whole time she whooped. But my opinion is mixed on whoopings because, like, the fact of it is, it's just like, some sometimes like you'll rather take a whooping than to be punished. Like I, I at some points I would yeah. rather take a whooping than to not be able to go outside. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Thinking about that, <laughs> I was grounded a good amount of times. Which makes you were so, not grounded. I was <laughs> not as much. I was a good. I feel like I was a pretty. Your good Your sister's kid. going what? <laughs> she's like, she's she like, well, yeah, but she was a, she's trouble. <laughs> My brother actually was probably the most trouble. I feel like. And he never got ground once. What? I don't think a single time. Uh-oh, mom. I think he anything. got grounded once because we went through this Oh, one no, time. one time <laughs> in high school because he had really bad grades, I think. Wow. But it was like two days and he ignored it. Oh, wow. But he got off easy. He did get off easy. He always <laughs> got off easy. You know, they always say the youngest. I don't know. You know. He would say, what did he do wrong that he should have been grounded for? <laughs> he was a pretty good kid. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You never got, you got grounded what from lying to me about going going I on did. a date we weren't allowed to and date till we were 16 i can't remember what else but <laughs> I, I don't think you've been grounded very often either yeah well what about the time Delaney's he broke his arm and he wasn't supposed to be where he was at no i i, I think you're well, i was that. in france if you didn't ground yeah me, <laughs> you. i was gone for eight well, hours and all of a sudden i get a picture of him with a broken arm he, it wasn't me he lied <laughs> His arm got broken. Let the punishment fit the crime. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't that I wasn't in the place I was supposed to be. It's that I told him I'd be home in like 10 minutes. And I was on the ground for a lot longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't see his calls. So I'm walking home. And I see him driving up. And he starts screaming. Like, and I look at my phone like, oh, oh, my God. But wow. Yeah. Then I tried. I didn't tell him I broke my arm because <laughs> I did not. I did not want it to be broken, so I like tried to ignore it for a bit. Then my brother wrapped it up, Ooh. but he wrapped it too tight. I lost circulation <laughs> to my arm. I couldn't feel my arm. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, Man, I would say though, this is kind of like expected though. So in my sociology c class, we're reading um, a book by a lady named Annette Leroux, and it's called Unequal Childhood. And in here, she interviewed like twelve families, six. Uh, Six on six um, lower class families and six middle class family. And the way she termed the upbringing of the um, of the children, the middle class family, the term is called con I mean cultivated or concerted cultivation, where it's kind of like the middle class children. They're like um, always in a bunch of different activities and stuff like that, and then they're treated as equals with their parents. Kinda, they're they're more treated as equals. Like the boundaries between parents and and uh, children aren't isn't as defined as it was in lower class families. And when she gave the um, the the information about the lower class family, there was there was this lower class mom. There was um, a defined 
line that the child did not cross. The child didn't ask certain questions. He didn't ask to do certain things. He he got um, they were more likely to physically whoop their children. It's just funny that we like we fit into that stereotype perfectly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's you guys could probably read it. It's Unequal <laughs> Childhood by Neville Rowe. It's a pretty good book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to ask about so. How many siblings do you have? Right here. So my mama got three kids. So, but that's and, enough. And these are my two <laughs> little brothers. But my dad has six kids. So I got five on that side. So in all, I got seven. But like, I don't really know them like that. So I yeah. Most well, my, of the time. <laughs> my question is more like, do you think you got easier as time? Like with the youngest kid, do you think you're the easiest? Like, do you think over time you got easier and easier with the kid, less strict? You know. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Cause I don't even think my brothers now get whoopings. Like I, 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 I do not <laughs> think they get whoopings. Like there is no way in the world that my mom is whooping them. But I know I definitely got whoopings because I, <laughs> I was, it, it probably because like my mama came directly from under her mother, and so it was what she was saying. So she directly put that on me. And then like she seen probably a few times, she was like, "Oh, I ain't had to whoop him for this." And then she probably went on to my brother and was like, "I'm not gonna whoop you for this because." I've learned this, and then she just... They just be needing it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they do need it. But. They be needing it. So, well, we only had, I only had two siblings, so it wasn't that bad. We are all pretty close together in age. Now, Dad, you had six siblings. <laughs> yeah, there were seven total. Do you think... You're the second youngest. Do you think by the time it got to you, your mom was a little more lenient with everything? No, I think by the time she got to me, she knew exactly what to do. Yeah. You know, because my older siblings, you know, educated her on, you know, that, you know, it's like anything. You get wisdom, you know, through, you know, so she, and and the thing is, where she grew up in Ireland and where we grew up in America was two different environments. So, you know, she had to make sure that, you know, we were all in line, you know, but the, the thing was, with everything that we went through in that neighborhood, um, you know, by the time she got to me, she knew exactly what was going on. So if I say, hey, I want to go here and do this, she's like, you know, probably looked up her notes as, uh, no, your brother Pat, Pat did that in 1973, and it didn't work out. <laughs> <You're not going." laughs> what about you, Mom? How you, how you, you, you the what, fourth? Yeah, you the fourth uh, child I out am. of six. She's the fourth out of yeah. six. six. Yeah. And I think out of all six of us, I think I got the most whippings. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think mean. I did. You don't think that she got like easy on Well, you was the first girl. Though. I was the first girl. Yep. Oh, wow. So, so yep. I, I guess. And you. when the last two came, it was a girl and boy, and they never got whippings. I would get their whippings. <laughs> I think there was a there was a big difference with Nana from the first to the last, yeah. but not necessarily discipline wise, but just the things that she let us do, and she loves when I tell this story. But the first, <laughs> the the biggest I think example of that is I wasn't allowed to go to my first concert until I was 15 years old, wow. and then two weeks later I went to my second concert, and both my two of my three little brothers were there. Wow! Younger ages, so she just you know it it was the same thing. She learned, you know. And when I say it to her, she said, "Well, you came back alive and everything was fine." So (laughs) (laughs) it was the first time that she had to make that decision. Yeah, how the oldest test the waters. And we were even closer in age, the first three of us, than you three were. Yeah, I also Mm. want to ask the moms about that. Is about do you think? 
you know, treat like daughters differently. Uh, than, uh, unfortunately, so, I would yeah. I would say definitely. Like my, my mom ain't got no daughters, but like I do think people treat daughters differently. And then like as a, as a as a man, I understand why. Cause like I feel like as I I, I ain't got no kids, obviously. But thank God. But as I as Let's I think, wait. As I think in my head about like how I would treat my son, like letting him go places and stuff, and then yeah. I imagine having a daughter, I'm just like, nah, she can't go out. Cause I, yeah. I, I went to high school, obviously, and I'm in college. So I understand how the girls get down, and I understand how, how dudes think. Cause I, I am a dude, I understand how my friends think, how I used to think. So yeah, I'm gonna be strict on my daughter. And I, and I wouldn't like it to be that way, but unfortunately, that's just yeah. how society is. Well, well, mom, you have one daughter. So. So, Do you think? <laughs> I know my mom was treated differently than her two brothers. And oh, yeah. So, and was then she I was, yeah, she's she was the only girl. Mom. You're the only girl. I was the only, only girl of four, so she tried really hard not to treat me differently than my brothers. I don't know that she was 100% successful, but she tried hard not to do it. And I've tried very hard, too, with Delaney, but I don't know if I'm... 100% successful because there is a little <laughs> more danger there. I do worry a little bit more, but I think I think we were fairly yeah. fair, now, I think. To the dads, I want to ask the same question, but about the sons. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mrs. Lyons' boys never gave her an ounce of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. His sisters are like, <laughs> that's in her mind, in, in his mother's mind. That's well, true. the girls, I mean, you, you know, unfortunately, it's still the same today is the way society is, you know, you have to protect them because there's men out there that are evil, and there's ones that it's aren't e- aren't that e- necessarily true. evil, yeah. but they make mistakes, and possibly in your mind, your daughter's going to pay. So, yeah, I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, treat them differently, and it is to protect them. And I know they don't like that, and it's terrible that I have to say this, and mm-hmm. but that's just the reality of this world. And until that changes, mm-hmm. I don't think any mother or, or, or father is going to look at their daughter and say, you know what, you're just as safe as your son who's six foot two and 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to happen hey, right we, now. So, Willie, you got a daughter, Ivan. So. Yep. So how you how you feel about raising her up in the in the environment that we in, knowing that how you was when you was in high school with girls and stuff, how you how you feel about her having to go through that? Well, I know there's a wrong environment though, but how I feel right now about it, I, cause I guess just can't be with my daughter like I want. Mm-hmm. But if I could have her like I want, I I I stayed on it when I did have. Yeah. Cause I ain't had no choice than my own child. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see her going out like other females or like her mama used to do. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. even even Willa agree. Like we just <laughs> And I feel like I feel like mamas would probably be more lenient to not treat their daughters differently. Yeah. But dads, like, since we, or I ain't a dad, but since <laughs> since, I'm, and, and, and. since I'm a dude and I understand how, how guys' minds work, we obviously going to feel this way. Yeah, where well, you were lucky, because if you would have been a girl, you wouldn't have been this far. Yeah. <laughs> so you're lucky. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you wouldn't have been this far. That brings up another question <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, Miss Chandler, is about Amon coming up to Milwaukee. I mean, that's a big change moving very far away because 
We are pretty yes. far from Pittsburgh, but it's not. I feel like it's a lot farther from Mississippi, and it's a more of a culture shock. It's a lot more different Man. than where you grew up. This is yes. big culture shock. Yes. Well, wh- what's the question? It's about how do you feel about him coming up to Milwaukee and uh. Well, uh, well, what? Well, let's see. Cry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already getting emotional, but uh, he used to come every summer, but. Him just moving and not coming back is a big difference because I could expect him to come home at the end of the summer. But now that he's living up here, it's just like he's he's stuck. If I can get him to come back home, which I know won't happen, nope. <laughs> 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 I'll be so happy. But he's happy here, so I'm just dealing with it. Yeah. I have my days and moments. I have a question in that subject. What was your worries as far as him coming up here? Uh, that... Uh, he can get killed or robbed or get into a fight or maybe didn't fit in or some people didn't like him. I just, everything. I just was thinking That's of true. everything. That's true. Some people don't like him. <laughs> but is there something up here like in the north that you wouldn't have to worry about in the south is probably uh, more what I'm thinking. Ross mm. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Well. No, not really. Not really. I, I guess she had them feels because like what we grew up at. Yeah. So what, where I grew up at, that's that's a norm for yeah. the possibility of me getting killed or the possibility of me getting in a fight or getting yes. robbed or something. It's still a possibility, much of a possibility up here, but it's much of a more concern for her because that's what we've like seen. Yeah, like, all our life. I, so yeah, it's like some days I come to school and a classmate that that was there last week. He now everybody wearing his shirt and everybody going to his funeral. But what? Yeah, so like, wow. like like when Jimmy got killed wow. from, from Megalon, like we all grew up in Snow and Jones yeah. together. And then the next day, we were taking our ACT, everybody came in, we're feeling in, in their feelings and stuff. But yeah, that's just like, it's a norm. So I understand why she felt that yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know why she, why she <laughs> felt like I wasn't going to fit in, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I fit in anywhere, man. People gravitate towards me. Yeah. And that ain't like. Well. I thought yeah. you didn't talk to them. You wear earplugs. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the morning time. This, this, this is the morning time. And when the yeah. evening come on, I, I mellow out a little bit when the evening come on. Well, I, always yeah. have, I also want to ask you, Ms. Chandler, about, so last week we talked about girls and our type of girls. I want to ask you, when a mom does come home, mm-hmm. what kind of girl do you want them to bring home? Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. wow. Mixed girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Um, because we was talking about interracial dating last year. I mean, last week that was our main topic. The okay. topic of interracial dating, and I said, "Wait, I'm gonna let you answer my." Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, because I don't know. I was gonna say like people, people probably back home probably expect me to come home with a white girl. And that's what everybody been saying. See, I, <laughs> that's what they I been saying. You, everybody says that I'm they just, does, and I don't know why. So I so growing up, right? Every time I used to go to my auntie Deanne's house, right, she would always tell me, "Peter, you think you're too good for a black girl? <laughs> you gonna come home with you a white girl?" And she like, did. She still say that to this day. And I, I don't even know why she said that. What she even got her wrong? Mm. <laughs> I guess because you came up here every summer with them, and then when you came back home, I, I don't know. Well, Mom did say that's like the one thing you have. <laughs> But she's not like white girls that much. <laughs> what? Yeah, man, I ain't like the regular, like, I ain't Joker. So, <laughs> 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 so, 
So stop. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> so that's an inside joke. So there's this guy my auntie used to date. Stop. <laughs> so, but when, stop. They, when they broke up, he like moved across the street and moved in with this white woman. And just like <laughs> I don't think she was all the way white. I think she was mixed with like Russian or something. That's still white. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's still white as snow. White. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't bad though. Yeah, it was true. him. Yeah. She was actually nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all him. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter whether he come home with a black or a white or a Mexican, just long as she loves him and she's, you know, she motivates him and she cares for him and she, she don't hurt him. Um she's all right with me. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Richie coming home? What do you guys expect Richie to bring home? Is there anything in your head? Like can you see her? Like when, <laughs> like when you picture his wedding, like is wow. there <laughs> We gotta go to step one. There you go. Before you get to step two, <laughs> he's gotta get a haircut. Right? <laughs> oh, I knew he would say something about it. I knew he would say something. You don't about like the hair? You don't right. like it? I doesn't need to wear a okay. cap. He got shaved already. <laughs> it's usually shorter. I've just been like too they, lazy. Go. It might cut. be what the girl like. Hey, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Richie I don't like, think so so far, but we'll find <laughs> <laughs> one day. I mean, if they do, they do, because Richie like goth girls. <laughs> 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 you say something about that. You hold off all oh, last week. You wow. All last week makes wow. those jokes. I don't I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what about I the hear. black lipstick and the dog, <laughs> <laughs> the dog neck I, chain. I, I hear <laughs> too much about that. I hear oh, too oh, no, what much about, about that. Attraction, that. Man. Oh, man. Well, you, you know like what they the say. She can still uh, be pretty yeah. with all that on. She can still be pretty. She weird, man. She might yeah. cast a spell on her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want that part. It's not Jewish. <laughs> I was surprised when you said that last week, actually. <laughs> Based on his other girlfriends, I was kind of surprised. Wow. Well. Mm. That's all right, Reach. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever <laughs> floats your boat. <laughs> I, I agree with your mom. That's right. right. Whatever it's makes you happy. Right. I'm, and the same with you. Yeah, I might crack jokes. Yeah. Even at the wedding, I'm going to still crack a few. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd probably be the type to wear a black wedding dress or something. That'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be weird. That'll be cool. <laughs> That'll be. I don't know. That'll be cool. Well, let's face it, it's all up to my wife. It doesn't matter. What <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, so, what do you think, hon? <laughs> no, I, I, black wedding dress black wedding dress is fine as long as uh, all those same things as long as That's you're right. happy she makes yeah. you happy she motivates you yeah you she's her, saying that she now yep she motivates you she actually loves you and wants to be with you yeah. i don't care she could come home she can be pink i, I don't mm. mind <laughs> if you love her a little pink self i do too it's actually funny because i call it the joke is i like goth girls but back home and where i work it's always i uh, like black girls was always the joke they always said ma'am <laughs> anytime a black girl walk by like richie come on go 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 that's your type that's your type <laughs> i can see richie like having a thing for black girls Dion, we have a friend who always would say oh come on richie come to where i live you know black girls love you they all love you they like, come on uh, i'm like Take me one day, you know. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna Try and, it out. And they love me as much as you say so. I'm never going to <laughs> Oh, once you go black, you never go black. Hey, <laughs> he might like it. Yeah. 
Oh man, yeah, no, he always said that. That's funny. I'm joking. I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> I am so surprised. You talked about my twi- my type twice mm-hmm. this year, and you didn't say anything about that either time. Well, what and do you I think it a mind type is? Oh, uh, mom wants a Christian girl. He wants a good. <laughs> I want to say a, like Latina Christian girl. <laughs> my, are you sure? What did I want a Christian girl? 100%. No, is oh. Richie sure? I'm pretty <laughs> sure he does, you know. Especially Christian. the girls, girls I see. Well, Christian, I know for a fact, but for sure. every time I see you, I feel like you're with a different Latina girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, nah. Are they all Christian? No, not. <laughs> no. A mom was talking to me about this one girl, and, you know, he's all excited all about it. And I'm like, yo, you're going to go out with me. He's like, Richie. She's not Christian. <laughs> I can't. Wow. I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, bro, because it's like looking at today's, like, uh, looking at today's women and the things that they got to look up to. You see Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Rihanna, oh, and, you, and you see the way they dress and the things yes. they rap about. Man, I don't want no girl. But they might be Christians, though. They can't be no Christian. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be no Christian dressing like that, listening to that. They, hey. can't, they can't believe that Jesus. They can't. Hey. They can't. Never know. I mean, you know. Nah, there is no way in the Never world. Never know. Because I, it's just like those things. I understand mm. that people. So are, you want more like a, what, a Britney Spears? No. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Aguilera, <No>. Selena. No. <laughs> I, just, I just want somebody who ain't going to just be out here. Because I can't have my wife walking out with all them. Looking like that, oh, I can't wow. have my wife and I, and guys. I Not even you. at home when when you're in the comfort of your own home, in my she home, can be comfortable. In my home, yeah, but like going out. But you like, want a Christian though, so she got to be Christian twenty four seven, or can she come home and relax? <laughs> 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 I got him then, Richie. <laughs> I think he's blushing. Yeah. <laughs> hit, a, hit a thing though. Hit I got him then. Hit a, hit a thing though. When I say that, it's just like the way she represents herself in public. Okay. And I don't care what women wear. Right. But the woman that I pick got to be the one that don't show her body off so, to the oh. world. And I ain't posting them thirst trap pictures when so they Richie. sit on the counter <laughs> and stuff like that. So, Richie, he want him one with the skirt down to her ankles. <laughs> The longer the skirt, the better. <laughs> he needs an Amish girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come to Pennsylvania, man. Come to Pennsylvania. They got the Amish over there? Oh, we got a lot of Amish girls. I'm going to get know? an iPhone. Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give her an iPhone. <laughs> iPhone? What's she going to do on the iPhone? She, if she Amish, you know Amish people don't have no technology. <laughs> I'm going to get her wow. iPhone. She's going to, for the first time, wow. be able to tell what the weather going to be like tomorrow. <laughs> now, now, what's this, 2021? Uh-huh. So, 20 maybe 2026 you still gonna be one christian or will that change or it will not change because if i I mean you never know if i claim if i claim to be a christian i can't have nobody who don't believe what i believe i know but as the years go by my faith will not change i mean you know people do backslide come on now yeah i may i may backslide see i may backslide but i hope in that time i don't slip up and get married Rich, help me here, Rich. <laughs> I, I, I gotta. I believe um, that I won't. Backstab. I will say, Amon might say, you know, she has to be fully Christian. <laughs> but I feel like if you find a girl you like enough, you might be more lenient with it. Man, no, man. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> all that gonna get put aside to like 
if if she like that's going that's the main category like that's the that's the main thing that's you have wanna, to be christian she she gotta she gotta believe in jesus that's, oh, okay be, because if she believes okay. in jesus she will carry herself in a different way than that's everybody true. else it, or 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 and i'm and when i say believe in jesus i i'll, I'll take this back she gotta have morals like she gotta have morals because a lot of girls nowadays they ain't got no morals because I, <laughs> I i know a lot of girls that have done a lot of things you just you look just at me. picked the wrong ones you picked the wrong one right read <laughs> i'm to my girls that i ain't even talk back. to <laughs> i'm to my girls that i ain't even talked to i'm just talking about just like went to school with them and just you know about them and you just like, she can't be mine i know or but just, i know you you can't go by what everybody else say about them? Uh, it's maybe what I, if you it's, it's met what I know about them. and started what, dating her, maybe then you know you probably gonna see the real her. Man, I can't you catch every fish in the sea. That's true. <laughs> I can't catch that's every true. fish in the sea. That's the that's the whole point where I'm trying to dial it down. See, see, Richard, his his type is the more the left, the better. The more to the left of the political spectrum, the right. better. There's that's still Richie. a point where okay. it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So but, Richie, so what was your first impression of me? Was I Christian? <laughs> well, Amon did say you're the funniest person he knows. And I had to abide that it is my fault. <laughs> but uh, Christian, I, I can't tell if somebody's Christian or not by just the way they walk right, off. Because right. I feel like a lot of people looking at me, they think I'm sort of Christian, kind of how I act. I feel like morally, I was saying more strong because like when because i don't smoke or drink and when i say that to people Good. that's the first thing they think of is it's a religious thing and it's right. not a religious thing it's just my morals my dad that's planted right. those morals in me when i was very young my dad and my brother are very Good big job, about dad, that mom and uh they think it's because of a christian thing but it's just morals and yeah, and I also <laughs> was, I was, you know, I mean, I'm confirmed in the Catholic Church and all okay. that, so I know about it. So he's Catholic. Yeah, Amon, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, Amon, you always say something about the Catholic. So <laughs> you say Christian, would you date a Catholic girl? Nope. No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no man. Catholic I can't be. I wow. Why? Because Catholic girls don't have morals? No, Ooh. it's because I can't be saying my grace at the table, and she like, and I'm like, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for the blessings, and she's like, yeah, Mary, don't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be sitting at the table. Really? Yeah. I mean, what would be wrong with that, though? There, there. Honestly, that, what would be wrong with that? The the theology about Catholicism—that's a whole nother debate. But that's just <laughs> something that I do not subscribe to. Yeah, Catholics call Jesus. Yeah, I mean, God. But yeah, they 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 believe. believe you believe. So. Nah, we we are different. We believe in different <laughs> things. They Come believe. On. Would yep. you let your sister marry Jesus? Would I let my sister marry Jesus? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> marry Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Let's just say that opportunity came in front of you. Would you let that happen? How would that happen? <laughs> it isn't whether it would happen. I'm saying, would you? Would allow you? It? Would you? Like. I would say that in, in a all right, so as a Christian, we co Christians are considered the body of Christ, and we're considered the bride of Christ to be married to Christ. I was just Not, asking a yes or no. Yeah, question. I know. <laughs> but to say that question, to say that question, you, you you put it as in like Jesus, like being a human. Yeah, he was human. He was human. He was God made human. <laughs> we're all God made human. Yeah. He was a Jewish human too, so he was. Oh a yeah. yeah! Come on, mom. Come on, mom. Oh, yeah. Come on mom. So yes or no? Would you? 
Jesus was Wait. not. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is on a different caliber. Right? No. <laughs> Jesus he was Jews for 33 years. Well, 32. Yeah, here's uh. the difference, though. There, there's a difference between me walking around these streets talking about what right. I talk about and Jesus. If Jesus were to get married, I mm. mean, that, that, that destroys well, my whole Christian faith. Like, yeah. the guy who has lived forever dating my sister who is... He might have been 14. married. We don't know. <laughs> you know. Someone might have left that chapter out. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> have a, might yeah, have been a bad marriage. Could have been. <laughs> well, you sound well, like marriages. He sound like he's from the nation of Islam. You ever, <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to jail before? <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. I just don't. I, I just don't think that c- you can conflate moral morality in a specific religion, whether it's Christian or Jewish or Islam or atheist. Um, I mean. We have a lot of atheists in our family, and some of them are, all of them are like the most moral people that I know. They would never, you know, break any of the commandments, whether they believe in Christianity or not, or they would never, um, you know, do, they would be exactly what you're talking about from a morality standpoint, um, even though they don't necessarily believe in uh, God or religion. But I do understand your difference with Catholicism and Christianity, like different parts of Christianity. I mean, if you believe something very holy, then and that you know and catholicism doesn't go along with that then you know that's that's i can understand why you would do that and i you know catholics i'm sorry i'm at marquette i shouldn't say this (laughs) (laughs) but i was raised catholic but the catholics do change the rules a lot and it's hard to you know they they um and it's every religion is i mean every christian religion in particular you know has different rules based on what sect they are so i can understand why you wouldn't i all right so i'm all right i'm not gonna yeah. get into a theology <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sorry let it go I'm, I'm sorry i confused the uh the morals about the woman but the reason that i say that my woman has to be christian is because i feel like it would just make things easier for us to both be of the same beliefs if i'm going out telling people about jesus and the gospel and how he saved me from the things that he saved me from and my wife is just like, yeah, I don't believe none of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, doesn't the gospel say spread the word? The gospel <laughs> yeah. does say well, spread. Why the can't word. you spread it to her during marriage? Also, the Bible says in Second Corinthians, "Do not be unequally yoked." So, <laughs> if I'm out here finding a wife who does not believe the same thing that I believe, then we are unequally yoked. I I completely. I mean, it's no different. In my opinion, it's no different than Richie not being able to de- um, date anybody who's very right wing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so See, Richie, Richie to me, it's the same. It. It's it's the same thing. You have to have similar beliefs, or it's. I mean, me don't have to, but if that's really important to you, then mm. similar beliefs are going to make life easier. So, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Richie said, he couldn't date a girl with a Trump hat. Wow! And well, and he couldn't hat. bring home a girl with a Trump hat. So <laughs> wow. we're all on the same page. Wow! <laughs> so you, would you be <laughs> opening? <laughs> would you be open to like hearing her out? Because yes, I'm not. A Trump I would be. I would. Yeah, I would be open to hearing. I was gonna say because I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter. Of course, I have friends who. Of course, I have you know friends on all that. sides. But, um, but yeah, right. but that wouldn't. The, to me, I would say you know think hard you guys think very differently are you going to be able to you know live your whole mm. life with somebody that thinks so differently yeah, than you marriage is already a tough thing we yeah add that on to th- it. think about it think about it me living my whole life with an atheist every time she see me pray somebody gets sick i'm praying mm-hmm. she like you know ain't nobody up there right <laughs> <laughs> so if i date a woman like that how how are we forever gonna get along if i wake up thank you lord for waking me up this morning and she 
boy, can't nobody hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how different. That, it depends how that different. Would, that would definitely cause tension in our marriage. Or, or m- maybe me being the way that I am would cause tension for us. Yeah, I think that's it's more that. Because <laughs> I, I think a Catholic girl would be able to like easily put up with you, but she would say something about Catholicism and be like, well, in the Bible, it actually <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I love to talk about it. Because I'm not even, you know, I'm not even religious anymore, but I'll still say something about my come about my confirmation or communion or something. You'll still say something about it. <laughs> You'll still say something about I, it. My roommate, my roommate is Catholic, and I, I 100% know he get tired of me. Like him, <laughs> him, I remember him talking about. He was like, "Yeah, I was talking to my grandpa." I was like, "Where your grandpa?" He was like, "Oh, he dead." I was like, "What?" And he, <laughs> I was like, "You was talking to him? How you was talking to him?" He was like, "I was afraid of him." I was like, "He can hear you." <laughs> Does he wear his AirPods a lot around? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> he actually do. He always have his AirPods in. <laughs> Ooh, wow. always have his AirPods. Oh man. <laughs> so how do you? All right, I'm sorry. That? We've been tough on you. You, you know what? I give you free, uh, free reign on him. You can <laughs> ask Richie the hard questions now. Oh wow! Any hard questions? Yeah. Uh, Oh, you're not skating away. Well, you was going to ask how me and him are friends? Yeah, I was. I was. See, that's the whole point of the podcast. That was the whole point of the podcast. Because y'all are like totally opposite. We like black and white. Yeah, we are the opposite, yeah. We disagree about almost everything. I can tell. Everything. (laughs) But I guess we've got similar personalities. And I enjoy our debates because I feel like a lot of times when you debate people, you hate each other because you lose the respect during the mm-hmm. debate. Uh, me and mom, when we debate, it's respectful. We give each other equal time to talk, and we're very respectful about it, and we, like, know the line, I feel like. We know the line, like, where not to go and all that. And if there's something I feel like we aren't comfortable talking about, we're okay with saying, I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a line, I feel like, and our personality It'll probably be Richie to say that because I'm, I'm, I'm fair game for anything. I'm fair game for anything. That's true. But I feel like, you know, they're debates, but they're more fun debates. They're not debates where it's yeah. like two people going at each other's throats or something. It never gets personal, you know? Yeah, I definitely. Because I feel like once you start putting your feelings in the debate, then the debate loses all truthfulness. Like the other day, man, Richie was arguing. Well, not even really arguing. We was having a conversation about like how how far do we play into people's feelings when it comes to saying certain words because i remember i said something and i called something a derogatory term and and, and richie was like uh, you, you can't say that and i was like <laughs> i was like why i can't say that it's it's not like i'm in their face calling them like a like i'm cursing them out or something like that but then he was talking about that may offend them and then we had a back and forth about it but the thing about it was like we never got got up and yelled at each other or called each other those idiots or something like that we we still friends now like yeah. we still friends to this day yeah it's about that respect i think you need i talked about when we had that debate i talked about when you call somebody something else you know because we talk about pronouns too if somebody wants to call she her or something it's respectful to call them that because that's what they expect from you because when somebody tells you name they expect you to call you that because it's about respect and i care a lot about respect and i think in debates, if you have that respect for each other, because you look at the 2008 election with John McCain and Barack Obama, they disagree about everything. They're running campaigns against each other, their rivals, but they were still friends afterwards. They were still good friends. They still talked a lot. And 
they showed each other respect. It's not like these new elections you see where Trump and Hillary, Trump and Biden yeah. go at each other's throat and they just seem like they don't like each other. McCain and uh, Obama seemed like they had respect for each other and that's why they were able to still have that friendship. And you see that one rally they had in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, and uh, John McCain defended Obama saying, I disagree about policies and all that, but he's still a good family man. Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, the the... The the, tra- the the rally where Trump was like, there's good people on both sides. I thought you were talking no, about No, I was talking about McCain. <laughs> McCain said... When no. the lady asked him a question about um, Obama being a Muslim. Yeah, yeah oh, and yeah. John McCain defended him. And I think, and he says, I may disagree with him, but he's still a good person. He's a good fan, man. Me and Amon may disagree about a lot, but I still think Amon's a good person, and I respect him. And I think if you have that respect... I think you can debate about anything. You can have as many debates as you want, and you'll still be friends. So if one of you were a female, you can get married even though you have differences, huh? (laughs) 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 Sorry, (laughs) Yvonne. No, sir. (laughs) No, sir. Yeah, he he said he doesn't want any white (laughs) (laughs) women. Wow. Man. Thank God uh, y'all not roommates. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, like we probably be good roommates. Yeah, we, we probably dream be. about our debates. Cause we, <laughs> we go to sleep talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like at three, um, we'd both be awake and just be like, "Well, what about this?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> and just like so. Karl Marx said this. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be fun being roommates like that. But that's a good question to ask. I think, and that's the whole point of this podcast. I'm thinking more people were like me and Mon. And had that respect for each other there, I think the so like the political climate in America wouldn't be as toxic and as you know threatening as it is. Because I feel like you see people on debates now, and everybody's going to try to throw it. You know, it seems so personal everything, and they're really trying to just offend couch. the other person. Yeah. When me and Mom have debates, I never try to offend them. I always try to stay respectful, no matter what I say. I never try to offend anybody. I'll never try to offend them. But you see people on CNN, Fox News having debates and they're always trying to offend each other just to make the other, just make themselves look better than the other person because you're bringing up personal things and you're not getting anything into the debate, into the question. You're talking more personally, which does not matter as much as the discussion that should. Yeah, I was going to say, you said like, you said it would make the political climate. I think in general, if people were able to, if more people were able to have discussions and debate as men richie do and be able to walk off and shake each other's hands still go get dinner together and talk about other things if if we were all be able to do this there would be a hundred percent less violence a hundred percent like just more coerciveness like more people coming together because like a lot of times it's like especially like in the black community like it's a lot of us like when somebody try to do one thing in the black community everybody else be like man i don't know what he trying to do he think he this he think he that and we like crabs in a bucket and we pulling each other down we all in the same bucket and we trying to get out but we all against each other it's like yeah. when somebody like like one from like if somebody try to like sell plates or like for food or something to like get their business out of the ground. Somebody gonna see their plate and be like, "Ooh, they want too much for that plate." Mm-hmm. And then we go spend our money at McDonald's. That money ain't even gonna come back to the community. Instead of supporting that black person that had that, instead we would just rather talk down on them. So yeah, yeah if we were able to have these conversations and help each other out, yeah, that's true. And also the difficult conversations you need to have. Me and Mom talking about what he used and how me talking about how it might offend people, and people need to. N- 
you need to hear the other side because you need to know the other side. You need to know how to be respectful people, and you need to have those tough conversations. As a white liberal, we talk a lot about having those difficult conversations about racing, like where we fit in and the Black Lives Matter protests and all that, and what you can do. We're taught to have that you need to have those difficult uh, conversations. I was taught a lot when I was younger that it's hard to talk about, but you need to because things need to be known. You need to know other people's point of view. And I think if everybody knew everybody's point of view, it'd be great. But it, it's tough to you just knowing a person, you're not going to know their point of view just based on how they look like or anything. You need to have those conversations with those people and they are tough and they're all difficult but if you stay respectful and you try not to get personal i feel like more people can have them and understand the other side that's me and mon i mean we come from completely different backgrounds i mean nothing about how we were raised where we were raised none of our ideal ideologies even align but we sell these talks because you need to know the other point of view yeah. it's important every debate has two sides and you need to know both sides I would definitely say that. And I feel like in, in some situations, a lot of people are just, like, ill-informed. Like, sometimes, like, sorry to go back to the black thing. But <laughs> but it's, look at black people as a political spectrum. Most black people, like, so my great-grandma just passed away, what, March? She passed away in March. And I remember one time when I was little, and I asked her, I was like, hey, grandma, who you going to vote for? And she and her being, at the time, she was probably, like, 85, 84. And she had severe Alzheimer's. And what she said was, whoever the Democrat is. And when she said that, it kind of it didn't shake me until I thought about it when I started getting into politics and how I feel about it. And it made me think, like, a lot of times we, we don't even know, like, who's running, like, what this person has done in their life or what this person even believes. We are so mind-washed or brainwashed as a people that we don't know the other side, we don't know what the other believes. And if we were to take a glance, maybe we wouldn't even agree with what we're voting for and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of times we're ill-informed and we're too easy going to be able to accept something. And then that becomes our own personal view, not even politics-wise, but on anything. And then we get to arguing about it and deaths get to flying. Yeah, and that brings up another point about political parties is that when you're voting for something, you're not voting for the party, you're voting for the person. And my dad always told me about that because John McCain, as I used before, my dad always said, you know, he may be a Republican, but he's a good person. And you have to, during the 2008 election, he always told me, look at both sides. Look at both sides before you make a decision who you vote for during my first time voting last year. Look at both sides. Watched up both debates. So even though I already knew a lot about Trump, I did watch a, <laughs> I did watch a lot of Trump debates, a lot of Trump rally speeches, and I watched a lot of Biden uh, speeches, and I like Biden better, so I voted for Joe Biden, but you need to look at both sides before you make a decision. Uh, you need to know both point of views. And I think with the internet, I feel like more people are seeing both sides because it's more out there than having to talk to your neighbor or something or going actually going outside to a rally. But you do need to know both sides. To and that's with anything. Not even just with like a political spirit because like yeah. politics only come around every four years and if you're voting your own local election then it's whatever well. too. But like that's with everything. Like before like if somebody come and tell you something about somebody, before you assume that about that person, get to know them first because you have no idea what their point of view was or how it actually went down. Yeah. There's a verse in the Bible where it talks about every man seems right until another comes and state their own case. Yeah. And this also brings up another thing I actually want to talk about is, so we're from Pennsylvania. We're from a swing state. So we're like, no, you have to vote. And I guess you, 
Did you vote in 2020? Yeah. So for you guys, voting in Mississippi. <coughs> don't matter. It's uh, Yeah, it's almost <laughs> always right. It don't matter. <laughs> I just want to know how does that, like. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> it don't, Mom. How does that, like, change your mentality don't on voting? Don't say that. There has, I don't know, there, the last probably president that won the, uh, a Dem- as a Democrat in Mississippi, he probably was a KKK member. That's oh, wow. Like, that's, that's true because the KKK used to support the Democrat Party. Like, the Democrat Party is probably one of the, like, the weirdest parties in history because it used to be basically ran by KK member, yeah. KKK members. Well, they the switched South. their target demographic. Republicans switched to trying to – their tar- target demographic was the South, white guys and white people, then Democrats switched – to more minorities mm-hmm. and uh, northern people. You see that party switch, but I just want to know, Ms. Chandler, uh, about has your men- does your mentality differ, like now since you're in Mississippi that is known for just being a red state, what is your mentality going to voting about all that? Uh, well, honestly, uh, I, uh, to be honest, I don't vote. <laughs> Because like he said, that's what we used to always say, Mississippi doesn't matter. So back home, really nobody ever voted. Yeah. So. It's definitely something to think about. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we. I it mean, does matter, though, yeah. unfortunately. And you might never win a vote. And this was something I was taught uh, young and also as a, a, I'm a union member. And um, they know who votes and who doesn't. They absolutely know. And what it is is just say hypothetically, there's a hundred thousand registered voters in um, a district, and if you know half of them don't vote, then they're never going to be heard or never going to be worried about. But if everybody voted and say your percent was forty nine percent of that vote, everybody that thinks your way and votes your way, as long as they you know, push that ballot, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. The, the people in power are going to have to deal with you because someday they know they're going to need you because someday it's going to grow. Yeah. You know, so my dad came to this country and that was like a major thing for him because when he was born, he didn't have a vote. No one in his family ever had a vote. Mm. So it was very important to have that voice even if it was small. But it was a voice, you know, and and if and it's like anything, it's like a snowball, you know, it just keeps on going. But, you know, that one little vote absolutely matters, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, people don't see that because, you know what, the, they don't want you to. A lot of people don't want you to, you know, especially True. the Republican Party. And that's why they're trying to change all these or make all these laws to, yeah. you know, do it. But when when. You know, with what my dad taught me, I taught them, and I did the same thing my dad did, was as soon as they could walk, they were walking down with me and, and voting. They were there. They complained. <laughs> we they did complain. We did you know? complain a bit. Because to me, it was like uh, like an athlete, muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it yeah, it, it does matter, you know, whether you lose or not, because they, they're, they're aware of what they need in order to get where they want to get. And they need everybody. And this last election proved it because they knew they were in a a fight for their life. 
you know, and they knew who voted in 2016. And it was close, very close, because people did vote even though they lost. And that's when 2020 came about and everybody came back. And the people who didn't vote remembered the people who did and said, okay, I'm going to do it, you know. So it, it, it does matter. It, and, you know, you have young, young ones here, mm -hmm. and they do what we do. True. Good and bad, unfortunately. True, 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 true. Especially the bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, True. So I beg you, next election, yeah, I will. take those two down yeah. with you. Yeah, you guys definitely taught me voting is very important. We vote like, every election. I just actually yesterday uh, registered to get a mail-in ballot for this upcoming election. What, in 2024? No, no for, uh, for our local, oh, local for election. Local? Yeah, local, mm -hmm. midterm, everything. Wait, is it for Pittsburgh or is it for Wisconsin? It's for where I grew up, Oakmont, because we're not technically oh. part of the city of Pittsburgh. But, yeah, then, uh, Dad, I also want to ask you is, obviously, your parents are immigrants. So they didn't come. Well, they thought my mom was an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. She's still not an American citizen. Well, <laughs> most people are, like, born into being, like, liberals or conservatives, Democrat or Republican. Did you have, like, that just choice, like, you know, without any pushback from your parents or anything? No, I mean, there, we weren't uh, educated or talked to like, 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 you know, this generation is now. We didn't have the information. We just wanted to go out and play. Yeah. Uh, ignorance yeah. was bliss. You know, it was beautiful. We didn't really know what was going on with the political process. But we knew that it was important. And we knew when it was our time, it mm -hmm. was our duty. But we didn't know what it was. <laughs> you know, we didn't have the knowledge that you guys have now, which is fantastic. That but at the same time, you guys have the, the fear, you know, that we didn't have. We, we went blindly in to vote because we knew that was our duty. You know, we didn't we, – we weren't so much worried about the income as we were – not disappointing the generation before us. That really just depends on the family, though. I don't think it was the generation because yeah. we were absolutely taught to vote. We were at. I'm just talking about our. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. But you said you guys now, but yeah, because my parents were, well, my mom especially, and her side of the family were always very politically active. My uncle was one of the, was a delegate for McGovern back in 72. And um, so we were always at political events and told to vote and went with my parents when we were really young and stuff to vote. So it was always just, and my mom was on Pittsburgh school board, and so we were always involved in elections. My uncle ran for state rep. So, so hey, mom. Just carried down. I'm sorry. But I was going to say, hey, mom, uh, so how, how was it with Grandma LMA doing when it was time to vote? How, how was it around the house? Like, what what was it like inside in Greenwood? I during mean, the, uh, during the oh, times man. it was going to vote. A bunch of arguing, everybody saying vote for this person. They saying vote for that person. If you vote for that person and you know that person not going to do it, and it was just very chaotic. And Even they, growing up? Like, yes, it was. It was. They would, they would even fight at the poll the day of the election because people were trying to tell you who to vote for. Don't vote for that person. Vote for them. And it was just... And me, as a kid, I was just standing back, like like he said. I just wanted to go play. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> I was trying to play. But I had to go to the poll when it was time to vote, and I was standing there while they 
auger and did whatever they did and I was ready to go play. Once they voted, I didn't care. I didn't even know what was going on <laughs> at right. that time. So it it wasn't important to me. Right. I was ready to go get dirty. Amon, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna ask you, did you ever take were you guys did you guys have to take a civics class? Civics? What yeah. Do you mean? That's like sort of like polit politics type class and you have to learn laws and that. Uh, probably closest class would be that for like the U.S. history, but I I feel like you gotta like take in context like with the school I went to though. Like, yeah, I, that's I why to, I wanted to ask you about yeah. that because I know you guys didn't have a lot of opportunities that my school did because we had to take a civics thing. We were kind of forced into paying attention to everything going on and all that, and it definitely helps in uh, learning about all this stuff because before the class I didn't know what checks and balances was, but now I. <laughs> do and all that and, uh, yeah. I would say everything I know about politics everything I know I'm, I'm self-taught <laughs> I'm, yeah. se I'm self-taught because like it always struck me weird how like people as a majority voted one way and it always struck me weird not and like me I always I always feeling it in me like I want to stand out and it's yeah. not like I wanted to rebel or anything I just wanted to be informed I wanted to be the, the people who actually knew what they were talking about rather than saying oh this person racist you vote for him he gonna send you back on a boat yeah. and it's just like <laughs> that's what? another thing I want to ask is the black vote is a very big thing in America trying to get that vote and uh, do you notice like political candidates trying to cater to the black community <clears throat> yeah yeah 100% and Sometimes I'm 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 kind of skittish about it because like sometimes it's just all right. I'll go back to um, Trump in 2016. Yeah. He had that thing where he was like, um, "Take a chance on me. Your schools are no good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he when he was saying all that, and when he said that, it struck a nerve in me because like I, I felt defensive about it. It's kind of like how I call my town a, a poverty stricken environment, and my mama and, and my cousin Carlos they got mad that I called my town a poverty stricken environment but it, but it is what it is but like the thing about it is it struck a nerve cuz I was like when he said that I was like man I don't I don't I don't think my school is no good but like the more I thought about it the more I pushed my feelings out of it and noticed that I didn't vote for Trump guys by the way but, <laughs> but that's it, just in case <laughs> yeah I, I see Richard dad over there looking at me intently he's looking at me but but like the way he said that and, and the more I thought about it the more I thought about it I was like hmm he got a point there he got a point there because most major cities are democratically run and stuff like and and they've always been the way that they are so could that be a way could that be a factor in that but yeah I, I think definitely because Joe Biden not I wouldn't necessarily say he catered to it because I remember like right after Joe Biden got elected and I remember going on the Black Lives Matter um, Instagram post and and they had made a post. They were like, Joe Biden has won the um, election and we've tried to contact him and Kamala for like the past like two weeks or something. And, and he has not gotten back to us. And, and I remember seeing it, I was just like in my head right then. I was like, man, y'all some fools to think that man was going to do something for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I always felt because like, I feel like a lot of black people felt like that about Obama. Because like a lot of black people was like, man, Obama gonna be the next Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. But then he got in there and ain't do a single thing for, for <laughs> black people. Go on vacation. Yeah, and he ain't do a th single thing for black people. He helped out the gays, but he ain't helped out the black folks. Yeah, simply true. Think about uh, about Obama is. Do you think? I want to say that because he was black, people you know were more inclined because you know looking the same black community felt like that was their only option i i feel like it was a more of a, a pride thing that yeah. they had it's like have you ever heard of black hebrew israelites yeah 
Okay, so these are these people that believe that only black people get to heaven. And they believe that Jesus was black, God is black, and they think white people are just like this weird offspring. It was like that kind of pride that they had. But if they would have looked into it, they would have noticed that Barack Obama ain't even black. Like, he not black. His his mama white. His mama white, white as snow, like German. And then his dad is from Kenya, right? He is more likely to be genetically closer to you than me. Because, like, most, most um, Kenya is like, what, East Africa? And, like, most slaves and stuff came from West Africa. So they were so far apart from each other that, and they didn't even mingle that it's more likely that he had more in common with you guys. And he didn't even grow up with his dad. And the reason that he is considered black, I talk about this. I talked about this with my sociology teacher. We had <laughs> what is long there? No, the reason that Obama is considered black because of something called the one drop rule that was in, in, in instigated a, um, a while ago, instituted. It was if you were white and you had any black ancestors, you were considered black because of something called the one drop rule. Which is weird. Why is he considered a black person and not white when he's like equally mixed of both? Because if you if you look at a mixed person, yeah, some girls might, yeah, I'm mixed. But, like, when they sign papers or something like that, they check black. And why is it that they check black other than white? Because they're equally, equally black than they are white. And it's all because of the one-drop rule. And the idea that we have of race is socially constructed. Because if Barack Obama would have grew up in Cuba, he would not be considered black. Yeah, that's something to think about. And you talk about pride, and I feel like you read about Irish Catholics and the same thing with JFK. Now, that my uncle is named after JFK, actually, and I have a lot of Irish Catholic friends who have a bunch of JFK merchandise and all that, very prideful that just because you think of him as similar as, like, you know, first Catholic president and all that, you know, you think that similarities and you're very prideful of that. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. And the one drop rule you talk about a Barack lot. Barack was Irish, too. <laughs> Look at there. Look at there. Wow. <laughs> I desire too. If you don't want them, we'll take them. <laughs> Wait, have you guys ever watched the Dave Chappelle show? Yeah. And you know when they had the race drop? <laughs> That's what it makes me remind me of. Yeah, man. Oz Van Dave Chappelle. Hey, man. Dave Chappelle dropped a new special, guys. I'd say go watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I plan on watching it. That's Omar my boy. always quotes Dave Chappelle. He loves Dave Chappelle. That's my boy, man. Dave oh, Chappelle. hilarious. Yeah, yeah very I, funny. I must agree. I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all the time we got. We went a little over time, but I think it was a good discussion. Well, sign off. I'm Richie Lyons. I'm Amon Elvis, and this has been Black. It ain't so black and white. (laughs) Peace, (laughs) y'all.